Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Before we get started with today's show, I want to tell you guys about betonline.ag. The Pac-12 is dead as we know it. So this year's going to be your last chance to bet on the Pac-12 champion. Right now, Bet Online Sportsbook has USC as the favorite to win the conference at plus 200, Oregon coming in at plus 325, Washington plus 350, two-time defending champ Utah plus 500, Oregon State at plus 1,000. If you head to Bet Online Sportsbook today and use our promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V. You can get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using the link in the description to this episode. Bet online, where the game starts. Morning, good evening, good afternoon, or good night. However, and whenever it is you may be listening, thank you for stopping into another fantabulous episode of the Take It Easy podcast alive. On the Believe Podcast Network, except it isn't live because it is, as always, a podcast. And podcasts aren't live. It's the whole purpose of podcasts. You can listen however and whenever you so choose, and we appreciate that you have decided to stop in however and whenever it is that you may be choosing. It is Wednesday, August 9th. According to my count, it may not be that according to your count But we appreciate you stopping in however and whenever it is that you may be listening. Today on the show, our friend Juju Talks Sports and I are going to have a a fun conversation around the San Francisco 49ers quarterback room. And the reason we're going to have this conversation this week is because NFL training camp gets has been going on for weeks and NFL preseason games are going to start this week. They have three weeks of preseason games now, then uh, about 10 days off, and then the football season starts. But the reason that I wanted to talk about it during preseason is because the 49ers quarterback situation is probably like one of the few actually intriguing things going on in training camp because we do the preseason Hall of Fame every year to prove the same point. Preseason does not matter. It matters for who is going to be the third string cornerback and who's going to be the fifth string wide receiver. And it matters at the very ends of the roster. But for the top 35 players on any given NFL roster, preseason means very little. And I'm not going to pretend like I can get excited about a lot of these stories over and over again. However, the San Francisco 49ers quarterback situation is infinite intriguing to me because when the season ended last year and the 49ers got bounced in the NFC championship game I articulated that Trey Lance and Brock Purdy both need repetitions to figure out what kind of quarterbacks that they are all last season during what we can only describe as Nick Foles syndrome for the 49ers fans of just having this seventh round quarterback come in and because he's playing behind the greatest 
assembly of talent since the Legion of Boom Seattle Seahawks, and because he has Trent Williams as his left tackle, the best offensive lineman in the NFL, like just because of everything that existed around the 49ers, Brock Purdy came in and played better than Jimmy Garoppolo as the starting quarterback of the 49ers. And so all last year I said, this sample size and this team is so exceptional that we don't know what Brock Purdy is. Now we know what Brock Purdy isn't, and I can feel confident saying Brock Purdy is better than Jimmy Garoppolo. So he's somewhere between worse than Patrick Mahomes, but better than Jimmy Garoppolo. That's a pretty wide gulf when we're talking about evaluating the quarterback position. And so Brock Purdy, we don't know exactly what he is as a quarterback. Don't have a large enough sample size. Trey Lance, we don't have any sample size on him as the crypto quarterback, the Bitcoin quarterback, the 49ers drafted, which I've I've made this joke for years now, but if you follow the trajectory of Bitcoin in terms of value and follow Trey Lance's value as a quarterback, it's a very similar plateau of like kind of started to rise around 2020 and then peaked in about April of 2021 and then kind of stayed a a little bit of a decline but steady for a little bit and then just off the face of the earth collapse. And uh, you can follow the Bitcoin quarterback Trey Lance's trajectory and the 49ers going all in on Bitcoin and at this point striking out on their Bitcoin quarterback, but he never played. Like Trey Lance, we're going to talk about it with Juju, played four games, which is really closer to three and a half, which is really closer to two and a half games in two years, and that gives us no idea of what kind of quarterback he actually is. And so Trey Lance... We have no sample size to determine how good he is. Brock Purdy, we don't have a large enough sample size to determine how good he is. And so the 49ers were going to try and figure out how good those quarterbacks are, but they don't have enough game repetitions to be able to analyze both of those quarterbacks. And the reasons they don't is just they're not going to play enough football. 17 games is barely enough to evaluate any like bad rookie quarterbacks. Like It took... 17 games for us to realize Zach Wilson was bad at football. It took 28 games for us to actually start to believe Tua was a good quarterback, and there's a huge debate on how good or bad Tua Tagovailoa is at quarterback. We need sample sizes of of sometimes 15, 20, or 25 games to be able to accurately evaluate the quarterback position. And so with... Trey Lance and Brock Purdy, the Niners just don't play enough games to be able to evaluate that, and they're in the middle of trying to win a championship, and all of it is convoluted and complicated. And I thought back in February when the 49ers got eliminated that they were going to prioritize Trey Lance first before Brock Purdy, and they have made the call, Brock Purdy is going to get priority reps Brock Purdy is ideally going to play 17 games. He gets first priority on the the repetitions that will help us evaluate how good or bad he is as a quarterback. And Trey Lance not only is going to be relegated to a bench position, if for some reason Brock Purdy plays poorly or Brock Purdy gets hurt, they might go to Sam Darnold before they go to Trey Lance. And if that's the situation the 49ers are in where a clear backup level NFL quarterback in Sam Darnold is what they choose to prioritize over Trey Lance. 
then it's clear that they've given up on the Trey Lance experiment. And so Juju Talk Sports and I wanted to have that conversation while there's still some flux about the direction of the 49ers quarterback room and Trey Lance and Brock Purdy and Sam Darnold. And it's a really interesting conversation and there aren't a whole lot of really interesting training camp conversations quite like this. I know I can be cynical about sports. I know I can be cynical about stories like this in the preseason, but I am infinitely fascinated by the San Francisco 49ers and that roster that they've put together because the 49ers, I've said it for a couple years, their ability to just fart out Pro Bowl prospects and their ability to put together a team that has the greatest collection of talent since the Legion of Boom, Seattle Seahawks, turning over rosters where, like, they gave away DeForest Buckner for free. Like, there's no ifs, ands, or buts around it. They basically gave away DeForest Buckner. And he is one of the best defensive tackles in the NFL, and it didn't matter because they were able to replace that production. They've been able to... After having one of the best defenses of all time add Nick Bosa and add Trent Williams on the offensive line and retool and bring in uh, Tello, uh, Hufunga, I forgot his first name, um, Hufunga comes in and now all of a sudden he's all pro and Fred Warner is an all pro linebacker that they got by trading down one pick on the Mitchell Trubisky trade. Like what they have done while also pissing away all of their first round draft picks, whether it was drafting Solomon Thomas over Patrick Mahomes, whether it was drafting Mike McGlinchey at the ninth overall pick, whether it was trading three first-round picks for their crypto quarterback, despite pissing away all of their first-round picks, the 49ers have managed to assemble the greatest collection of talent since the Legion of Boom Seattle Seahawks, and I'm just infinitely fascinated by that team and by this quarterback situation and how they've just gone in this incredibly chaotic Jimmy Garoppolo purgatory to Nick Foles syndrome of Brock Purdy to trading three first round picks for a crypto quarterback. It's no wonder that 49ers fans like Juju have gone absolutely insane trying to figure out what the hell is going on with the 49ers and their quarterback position because it's absolutely batshit crazy. And so Juju Talk Sports and I are going to get together right now and break down the 49ers quarterback room and the 49ers quarterback conundrum that has left me surprised but at this point somehow I'm still finding myself surprised with every chaotic thing that's happening with the 49ers quarterback room somehow I'm still surprised when crazy shit happens in the craziest roster construction in the entire NFL so without further ado Juju Talk Sports Kyle Ledbetter San Francisco 49ers analysis Let's talk about your crypto quarterback. Oh, boy. Uh, Training camp has been an interesting story to fall for the 49ers. They got some unexpected good news uh, when it was declared that Brock Purdy, fully available. No one was expecting Brock Purdy to be fully cleared by the time training camp hit. And many people were expecting this to be the real opportunity, the true opportunity for Trey Lance to take the quarterback room by storm. But instead, he's splitting reps with not only Sam Darnold, but Brandon Allen, and according to reports, there's even a sentiment going around that Trey Lance might be the three. I've even heard some people go as far as say he might be the four behind Brandon Allen. Again, we're talking about number three overall pick, Trey Lance. 
a guy that had infinite potential. He was a raw prospect. I think everyone acknowledged that going into the draft, but they thought if anyone was going to unlock this raw prospect, it was going to be quarterback whisperer, offensive genius, Kyle Shanahan. But here we are, year three, and the guy's struggling to get snaps, struggling to get reps. Kyle Ledbetter, what do you think of the enigma that is the 49ers quarterback's room? Ah, the crypto quarterback, Trey Lance. Sounds like Bitcoin is crapped out, which for people who don't know, if you follow the trajectory of Trey Lance's value with the trajectory of crypto around like 2020 and 2021 to now, it's very similar in scale. He was worth three first round picks at the peak of crypto, and now he's crapped out as a fourth string quarterback at the end of the cryptocurrency craze. So on our radio show that I was producing on Sacktown Sports, I live in Sac. Sacramento, I do sports radio. Uh, We had a 49ers reporter named Jack Hammer on the show, which, by the way, great name. And Jack Hammer basically said as much, hey, I don't know how long Trey Lance is going to be in San Francisco. Like at this point, the quarterback room is crowded and the Niners recognize that quarterbacks are getting hurt all over the place. So it's good to have four quarterbacks ready to go and in the bank. But if a team offers the right value for, I mean, John Lynch has said as much, Teams were calling on Trey Lance. We weren't turning them away, but we also weren't getting offers that interested us. And so Trey Lance is uh, seeming to be not long for the 49ers quarterback room. He's going to kind of be lost on the bench for this season and maybe the next, and then they'll probably decline his fifth year option. And at that point, there won't be a whole lot left of Trey Lance at this point. Now, obviously a lot can change. Hell, we didn't know who Brock Purdy was at this time last year. So a lot can change in the 49ers quarterback universe that is just, man, I would hate to be a 49ers fan because it's absolutely insane to try and follow what's happened the last six years at the quarterback position. But yeah, it doesn't look like Trey Lance is long for the position, which I don't understand, but I'm also going to trust that I just don't have enough inside information to understand why Trey Lance has just completely fallen out of love in San Francisco. I don't think it's like any indictment on his work ethic, his character, his football character. But I think at a certain point, Kyle Shanahan just wants someone that can engineer and work his offense. And he just doesn't feel like Trey Lance is that dude. Like, I, I think that that's kind of what I've noticed is particularly in the games that Trey Lance has played. It just seems like there's just not that trust to just ba- throw a basic pass. And I, I think that's part of where this kind of, I would say resentment, but like it, it's definitely knocked Trey Lance down a few pegs as far as like his standing in the quarterback room. And when you saw Brock Purdy come in and do what he did last year, it's evident that, you know, he's able to work this offense at a much higher level than Trey Lance has ever been in his starts. And I know we've had this discussion about like, well, he's only been given a limited sample time. It's true. But in that limited sample time too, he's also never looked like Brock Purdy, which I, I think is the tough thing for the Niners as it sits. Yeah, I've thrown out the sample size thing on Trey Lance because he's only played four games, one of which he broke his leg in and the other one was him being thrown in as a rookie replacement for Jimmy Garoppolo and it was his first NFL game. So I've thrown it out there. But again, I'm the person who was saying after the NFC Championship game, look, there's only so many snaps the 49ers are going to have. They're not going to trade Brock Purdy because he's on a cheap contract for the next three years. And he's a really good value as a backup quarterback. But he also isn't going to get the reps to be able to determine who Brock Purdy is as a quarterback. And in the 
six months since then, it's become clear. No, Brock Purdy's the number one quarterback for the 49ers. The locker room believes Brock Purdy's the number one quarterback for the 49ers. 49ers aren't going to experiment with Trey Lance, and he's actually the one who's not going to be able to get the reps to prove what kind of quarterback he is. And it's just amazing that we've gotten to that place, given that they gave up three first round picks for Trey Lance and every NFL analyst agrees across the board. Trey Lance has more talent and more physical gifts than Brock Purdy. And at this point, Brock Purdy is going to get the reps to prove himself as the future quarterback of the 49ers. And Trey Lance is going to kind of sit around as a second or third string quarterback, despite the fact that this is the make or break year for Trey Lance. This is year three. The 49ers are going to decide whether or not he's part of their long-term vision or not. And it's starting to sound like they've kind of already made up the decision that he's not, despite the fact that all they have to work on is practice reps going back now three off seasons. And like I said, I don't understand it. Six months ago, I was in the camp of Trey Lance is probably going to get the first crack at being the starter next year, regardless of health to Brock Purdy and Now that appears to not be the case because not even is Trey Lance not going to get the crack as the starter. If Purdy, for some reason, isn't healthy, he did 11 on 11s this week during training camp as a quarterback. So, you know, he's working back into that shape for the first time. But if he's not good to go, it's looking like Sam Darnold is going to be the starter over Trey Lance. And if they've made the call that Sam Darnold is a better quarterback than Trey Lance, they've already made the decision on Trey Lance's future with the organization. Well, at this point, Brock Purdy's good to go. They've given him the all clear. Yeah. Unless he gets some sort of arm fatigue or something like that, then they might have to revisit that health discussion when it comes to Brock Purdy. But yeah, oh, I mentioned arm fatigue, actually. That was even a storyline that came out from Trey Lance. You know, it, it's also a thing, too, that it's not just what they've seen in games, what they've seen in practice, but you also add, start to add that injury element, too. I mean, Trey's missed a lot of time in just this three years. He broke a finger bone like in his first training camp ever. Um, and then you fast forward to last year, obviously the broken leg. And none of this is Trey Lance's fault necessarily. It just, it's baked into everything. Why did the Niners get so frustrated with Jimmy Garoppolo? Well, he couldn't stay on the field. That was part of what soured that relationship. So I think, you know, when you're injured and when you do get in games, you're not that good. Like, again, you meant we go back to the limited games. There's just not like a signature moment in those games. There's just not something that like is uniquely Trey Lance that makes the Niners think to themselves, we have to start this guy. And it's a unique situation because of the Niners not being a bad team. Like so often when we see those quarterbacks go at the top of the draft, they go to a bad team and we can write off why their performance is so shitty as the team is shitty around them. Uh, But with the Niners, you know, it's this unique situation where a guy comes in and the team's so good that they just can't waste snaps developing him or putting him in the games when they know that they have a team that is, and I hate to say it as a fan, but in an expiring, soon-to-be-closed Super Bowl window. Like, once everyone starts getting paid, I mean, this Nick Bosa extension is like a footnote in the Niners training camp. Uh, Nick Bosa not being in camp, no one's talking about that because of the quarterback room as it is. It's funny how, you know, a Mr. Relevant is the most relevant guy in like Niners land as far as headlines go because of how irrelevant he is making the former number three overall pick in Trey Lance. Hell, former number three overall pick in Sam Darnold even feels like a footnote compared to this guy right now. And it was because it was real. Uh, That's the thing. Like once you put stuff on game tape, it becomes real. 
versus, again, what you talk about with this cryptocurrency kind of moniker you've given to Trey Lance. It, it just doesn't feel authentic. Like, where is the backing? Where's the proof in the pudding of his value? Like, I look at the guy, and when I go back to that draft in particular, I, I look at the guy compared to the other prospects, and he was my guy. Like, if people were ever make the accusation that I was a Trey Lance hater, just know when they traded up to the number of three overall pick and it was apparent they were going to draft a quarterback, I wanted Trey Lance. I did not want Mac Jones. Because I knew the ceiling was limited on Mac Jones. I knew there was only so far he could really take us. Maybe Mac Jones could have turned into a Kirk Cousins. Heck, maybe he could still turn into Kirk Cousins. But that was kind of the bar. When I looked at Trey Lance, I thought, Josh Allen? Maybe? That was the popular comp, really. You know, a guy with kind of like inaccuracy issues, but big arm, mobile. You look at the game tape from North Dakota State, and you could tell, like, this guy's got something. But it just hasn't translated the pros. I, I think one of the more evident things that causes me to have issues with Trey Lance whenever I've seen him play is he just doesn't look like a very natural runner, which is jarring. <laughs> you know, like you thought, okay, if he can't pass with any kind of consistency, that's one thing. But like whenever he runs, it just doesn't look like he's w- really willing to go. And he tries to run through guys, which obviously you can't do in the NFL. And he's not fast enough to necessarily run away from guys. And it's odd because, you know, when I looked at Brock Purdy last year, he seemed more of an instinctive runner than Trey Lance has. Like just his escapability, his ability to move around the pocket, scramble, just was on a whole different level from anything I've seen from Trey so far. Um, If he drops to number three on this quarterback roster, on the step chart, they're just telling you they don't think he's very good. You know, yeah, that that's what it comes down to. Yeah, and you you hit it on the head right before then when you said like the Super Bowl window feels like it's closing a little bit for the 49ers despite the fact they have uh probably the best and deepest defense of any of the seasons so far. The defense should be number 1 in the league with a smoking gun and they need to develop a quarterback because Trey Lance has played three and a half football games. Brock Purdy has played six football games and a couple playoff games. Like both of those quarterbacks need development. That's the whole purpose. And they don't have enough snaps to develop those quarterbacks into potential NFL starters. They just, they don't have enough uh, games to play to be able to evaluate those quarterbacks on the field. And they've made the call that they're prioritizing Brock Purdy's development because Brock Purdy gives them the best chance to win in the short term. Now, I could go back and say the same thing I've been saying since 21, 2021, which is why the fuck was Jimmy Garoppolo starting at quarterback when you just traded three first round picks for Trey Lance? Because then you would have had a representative sample size on Trey Lance. It was justified by the fact they made it to the NFC championship game and short of a Joukowsky tart dropped interception would have been in the Super Bowl and potentially winning the Super Bowl when you consider how they would have matched up against the Bengals who they literally just beat like two months prior. To which I will say fair. I disagree with the sentiment. We've had multiple videos and off-camera conversations going back and forth on that one over the years. That would have given you at least some sort of representative sample size on Trey Lance before he breaks his ankle last year and 
that's the end of Trey Lance. He got three and a half games and that's the end of, and even three and a half isn't really three and a half because one of those games was him filling in as a replacement for Garoppolo. And one of those games was on the slop soldier field in week one of last year. So even the three and a half wasn't really three and a half for Trey Lance. And and yeah, they basically made that call. It's just like in those games though, I have never seen Trey Lance look as comfortable on a football field as Brock Purdy has. And I think that that's why we're at the point we are at. And and the 49ers agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned Trey Lance coming in as an injury replacement in one of those games. Yeah. Brock Purdy had to do that too. The Miami game, he comes in and it was stunning. Like it was literally stunning to watch Brock Purdy come in in that play, just take control and feel like nothing changed. In fact, if anything, and again, you know, I love Jimmy Garoppolo. I, I think that he's a very underrated player in the league. I will admit, when Brock Purdy came in, it looked better. It just looked different. Just his escapability in the pocket. And hopefully, um, after this injury, you know, that stuff doesn't go away. Because, I mean, that's kind of what happened to Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo was kind of that player in 2017. And then the ACL injury happened. And it just never seemed like we had that same guy. Uh, Brock Purdy, upper body injury, we'll, we'll see. Like, as long as he doesn't change his play style just to compensate for an injury... And he plays like he did in those final six games of the season for the 49ers. They're good. And again, going back to the closing Super Bowl window discussion too, the closing Super Bowl window discussion is only as uh, looming as your quarterback play. Because if Brock Purdy's a top 10 quarterback and could develop into something like that, then, you know, that could keep the window open for longer than it should be. The 49ers have made the call that they are going to prioritize Brock Purdy's development over Trey Lance's development, which could work out in the long run. Trey Lance might never get the chance to develop as a quarterback because is there an NFL team who's going to give Trey Lance an opportunity to be their quarterback for a season, to give him that 16 games where he can really focus on his development? I don't think it's going to be in San Francisco, and I don't think San Francisco has plans to move him over the next couple of years. So by the time Lance gets into year four or year five, Does a team give him a chance? Does he have to go be a backup to, say, Kirk Cousins? Because I know that the Vikings called on Trey Lance and they weren't coming to terms on a deal. The Vikings are still the team connected to Trey Lance if the Niners have lowered their price point on Lance. By the time you get to year four or five, does he get a full season to try and develop? And if he does get a full season, is the team he's going to be playing for going to give him the best opportunity to develop? All of those are questions that will make it so like Trey Lance never gets a chance to develop. But what does it say also? And, you know, again, Shanahan could take a little bit of blame in this situation as well. But what does it say about Trey Lance too for any team that's trading for him after year five, potentially that a guy who's heralded as one of the top offensive coaches in the league never trusted you to run his offense at any point in your NFL career? Like, See, isn't I don't that a little bit of an indictment? Like if let's say you were under Andy Reid and couldn't make it work under Andy Reid, wouldn't that look poorly on you as a player? I don't necessarily think like that because we have seen infinite examples of cocky NFL coach who says, I can fix it. I can fix that guy. I can make that work. Every NFL coach thinks they're the one who will turn the key that unlocks the magic of the quarterback's ability. I mean, God, we've seen so many examples of quarter of teams who have tried to 
I can fix him. I can fix him. He's a reclamation project. I can make it work. Everyone's cocky enough to think they're the one who can un- not everyone. A lot of I, I people know, are cocky but enough again, to think again, they're the one. Again, my point is if you know Kyle Shanahan couldn't make this guy develop, then why would and just naming a generic offensive coach here, why would Ben McAdoo be able to do it? Yeah, I think it's food for conversation, but I don't think it'll actually impact the trade value on Trey Lance. I think somebody will take a shot at him. And if no one ever does take a shot at him, we, he can change from being the crypto quarterback to being the chapter 11 bankruptcy quarterback, because well, that's where crypto's <laughs> headed right now. Well, here's the bigger issue, right? If you do end up trading him, whether it's this year, next year, or whenever, you're probably getting, what, a six-round pick back? No, I. but that's the thing, right? So... We know that the 40, no one was willing to offer a first round pick in the draft for Trey Lance because the Niners would have traded him for a first round pick. I think, say, if the Vikings offer a third rounder, a fourth rounder, and maybe a future draft pick in the, in day two or day three, maybe someone takes the move. Cause think about it. If the 49ers value Sam Darnold over Trey Lance at this point, that essentially makes him a backup quarterback. And we saw that. Carson Wentz got traded for a third round pick a year ago. Matt Ryan got traded for two third round picks a year ago. Like uh, Derek Carr was ready to be traded for a fourth round pick at the deadline last year. But you're also mentioning guys who have shown it in NFL games. I guess, you know, honestly, the closest comp you would give to him really would be like a Jimmy Garoppolo, who was a relative unknown, played in a couple games in the Brady suspension year and still netted a second round pick. And some people even say that, he could have got a first round pick if had it been for Bill giving the Niners a sweetheart deal. But that's why people are betting on the potential, right? Remember the when the Panthers traded for Sam Darnold after his third season, when the Jets pivoted to uh, Zach Wilson, they gave up a third round pick and a fifth round pick to get Sam Darnold. The Miami Dolphins gave up a second and a fifth for Josh Rosen, which was obviously a terrible trade in hindsight, but they're betting on the potential. The Vikings are betting on the potential. If, now, granted, if you're trading are asking... If you're trading anything good, whether you're coach or front office, you have to have an all-time ego to be able to say, I'm going to trade anything higher than a third-round pick for a guy that hasn't looked that good in the games that we've seen, has limited games. But if you're making that trade right now, you have to have a level of self-confidence that's in the top percentile in the NFL. I think you have to have the belief that the 49ers are misevaluating Trey Lance, which sounds on the surface like a difficult thing to do. They invested three first round picks into their crypto quarterback. So obviously they have a lot invested in his success. But if you're trading for Trey Lance at this stage, I don't think you're giving up a first round pick because I don't think you see the ceiling as being that high and you don't need to give up that much. But you're betting on the 49ers are not evaluating the position correctly. And what's the problem that we we've said with Kyle Shanahan for years struggles with evaluating the quarterback position, right? He thinks Kirk cousins is his ideal version of a quarterback. He wanted Mac Jones potentially over Trey Lance for trading three first round picks, right? So you're betting on the 49ers are misevaluating Trey Lance, which in fairness, six months ago, if you would have told me that Trey Lance was fighting with Sam Darnold for second or third team reps, 
when I was saying that Lance was going to get the first crack at reps going into the season next year, I would tell you that the 49ers are misevaluating Trey Lance. If they don't think he's better than Sam Darnold, despite the fact they don't have a meaningful sample size on the field to determine it, I would have told you the 49ers are misevaluating Trey Lance and someone should try and get him for good value if the Niners are willing to get rid of him for cheap. And just because the Niners believe that he's a backup or he's not worthy of getting the first team reps compared to Brock Purdy or even potentially compared to Sam Darnold, then some teams should probably bet on the 49ers are undervaluing him. And if we give him a full season of support, maybe he develops into the quarterback the 49ers believe he could be, or maybe he develops into the quarterback that is worthy of picking up a fifth year option, you know, maybe something (laughs) even as low as that. It's funny, but you know, as much as we write off preseason games for Sam Darnold or Trey Lance, these preseason games coming up are probably some of the most important in their career, respectively. For Trey Lance in particular, who just needs to show some solid game tape at some point, because other teams also want to buy into this potential. So for Trey Lance, he's, he's got to show it. I mean, he did have that one long pass in the preseason game last year against Green Bay. But he he just needs a performance where he comes in and says, I can be that dude. You could give Trey Lance seven preseason halves of football. I know they only play three preseason games now, but you could play him every snap of those preseason games, and it won't be enough of a sample size to evaluate the quarterback that he is. The 49ers are going in blind. Like that's the problem here is they, they have the representative sample of practices. And I think that they have a better idea than other teams of what he is or is not, but they're still going in blind. Like they just, they haven't seen him play football. They haven't seen him play meaningful football in basically ever. I mean, I know he played three and a half games, but like basically ever, he has never played meaningful football games. And so no matter what they have, they're going in blind and his preseason performances in these small windows that he's going to play. Cause I think they play the Raiders on August 13th is the first preseason game for the Niners. Like by the time these three preseason games are up, I don't think they're going to have a better or worse idea on Trey Lance. What he needs is not just game tape, but like 12 to 16 to even 20 games of game tape to be able to really know for certain what kind of quarterback he is. Here's what I would say, though. If he's bad in those preseason games, that's also a big indictment. Like he he has to at least he can't be bad is my point. That like, might be fair. He doesn't that have to be, be phenomenal, but if he's bad and he's showing a lot of the same problems that the Niners have noted over this years, beat reporters have noted over the years, then I think, again, that's that's why we're in the situation we're at. I mean, at, at a certain point, too, some onus does fall on Trey Lance that he's never taken the job. Mm-hmm. The Niners wanted to give him the job last year, but he's never taken the job. It's just the thing that sucks is that he broke his ankle. And the thing that sucks is that they played Jimmy Garoppolo in the 2021 season. But the bigger thing that sucks is that he broke his ankle last year. But, you know, we've had this discussion about other quarterback situations. Like uh, you mentioned Arch Manning when we talked about Arch Manning in Texas, right? We wanted Arch to step on that football field and it just be so apparent that he's better than Quinn Ewers. Trey Lance never stepped on the football field and looked like a better quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo. He was given the job in 2021 just by birthright of his number three overall draft selection. And here we are again, he's fighting it out with Mr. Relevant and the 
bust that was previously known as Sam Darnold. But he's fighting it out because he broke his leg, right? That's the whole explanation behind it is that he, not just that he broke his leg, he broke his leg in week two and broke his leg in week two when in week one, they had to play in a rainy, sloppy soldier field that's about to get torn down in five years. And so that's the part that Patrick just Mahomes just needed one game. Yeah, but Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. It took, I'm trying to remember exactly. It took like 16 games for us to realize Zach Wilson was shit. And Zach Wilson was one of the worst draft picks of the last five years. It took, hell, how many games has Tua Tagovailoa played? I still don't know how good Tua Tagovailoa is at quarterback. But even like Justin Herbert's first game, like it it was obvious, right? We knew who Justin Herbert was, you know, like. Yeah, but we know, but we know. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, we know Trey Lance isn't that though, right? Like they would be in the Niners knew he didn't when that. they drafted him. They wanted him to be that. Yeah, but they know he's not that. They wouldn't well, they be putting now. him behind. Yeah, they know now he's not that, but they're just hoping that he is a starting quarterback, which for all the Brock Purdy talk, we still don't know what Brock Purdy is. We know what Brock Purdy isn't, but well, we don't would, know what, what he I is. I would say Trey Lance being a starting quarterback is equally a problem because. Part of the whole reason you buy into Trey Lance is because of the potential element of it. The infinite ceiling. If he's just a quarterback, then yeah, he's not that much different for Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy's <laughs> cheaper. <laughs> Brock Purdy has a better completion percentage. Brock Purdy can engineer the offense that Kyle Janin wants to run. Maybe that's just a better fit. I love that you said infinite ceiling because that is the most crypto shit that I have heard saying that you're betting on the infinite ceiling of getting rich without having to do anything to get rich. Yeah, this sounds like crypto and they know, look, they know Trey Lance isn't going to be Justin Herbert. They wouldn't be splitting for second team reps with Sam Darnold if they thought he was going to be the next Justin Herbert. That ship has sailed. What they're betting on now is that he is a starting caliber NFL quarterback, but he's never going to get the repetitions to prove it unless Brock Purdy plays like shit or Brock Purdy gets hurt. And even if both one of those two things does happen, they might give the reps to Sam Darnold instead. All right, guys. Well, what do you think of the Niners quarterback room? Let us know in the comments section. How does this shake out? What is your depth chart? Leave a like on the video, subscribe to the channel, follow us on all our social medias from Juju and Kyle. Stay safe, happy, and healthy. We will see you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.